0: Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and the bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. And so Trinity Sunday is a day to, to celebrate family, that you are part of a quad Family. Now, when I say that you're part of a quad family, many of you here, especially those of you who live in the Milwaukee area, are going, oh, We are part of the quad family. Yes, you know, quad graphics is this huge company, three billion in sales, 16,000 employees, and Joel Quadrasi is worth three or $30 million. I want to be part of that quad family, right? Well, that's not the quad family I'm talking about. I'm talking instead about the quadrinity family, that you are part of the quadrinity. Now, this is the emblem on the altar, the front of the altar in our main sanctuary. Sanctuary. And the, the three circles remind us of each person of the Trinity. God the Father is fully God. God the Son is fully God. God the Holy Spirit is fully God. And yet they are interlocked. They are one God. But if you look right right here where, where they intersect, you might be able to get a pin in it, and that's where I... Fit in to the Trinity. And so do you. You see, we are part of the quadrinity. We are celebrating that we are part of this incredible family. Now, you might not think that you belong to the quadrinity family because, you know, after all, you think about God's characteristics, you go, maybe I'm not part of it. But, but Jesus said otherwise. In the the high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, Jesus prays, my prayer is that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. So that the, the Father and the Son are interlocked. May they also be in us that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is praying that we are right here in the the intersection of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we are part of this family, that there is a quadrinity in addition to the Trinity. Now, like I said, we may not feel like we belong in this family because you know know something about this family. God is all of these characteristics, right? God is omniscient. He knows everything. I'm not omniscient. I don't know if I really belong in this family or not, right? God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Ah, That's not me. Maybe I don't belong in this family. God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere. I try to be, you know, but I'm not. Maybe I don't belong to this family. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are eternal. They've never had a beginning. They will never have an end. They are unchanging. Well, that's not true of me either, so maybe I don't belong to this family And then finally, you know, God is holy. Holy, holy, holy is the the seraphs, the angels sing in Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Heaven and earth are full of his glory. And it's like, I'm right there with Isaiah. Isaiah, in the rest of that account, says, I don't deserve to be here. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. I don't belong in this family. And yet, the Lord our God said differently. The Lord our God said that, that you and I belong in this family. At Mount Sinai, as the people of Israel are getting ready to leave Mount Sinai and to journey to the promised land, the Lord speaks to Moses, who is then to instruct his brother Aaron, the high priest, that they are to put, the priests are to put the Lord's name on the Israelites. They will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And he speaks the three words, the three blessings that we heard the kids say to us. the Israelites didn't belong in the Lord's family. I mean, it was right there at Mount Sinai. Just uh, a year earlier that the Israelites, who had just heard the Ten Commandments, and the very first commandment is don't worship any God except the Lord. You know, they're at the foot of Mount Sinai, and Moses is up on the mountain, uh, and he doesn't seem like he's coming down. What do they do? They worship a golden calf. This is, they are at the same place where they worshiped the golden calf a year earlier. They do not deserve to be part of the Lord's family, and yet the Lord says, I'm going to put my name on them. The Lord says, I'm going to make them part of my family. I'm going to make them part of the Quadrinity. They are united with me. Now, that might be great for God's Old Testament people, but what about for us? Because each one of us also has to admit that we have worshipped our own gods in different ways. But the Lord says the same thing to each of us as individuals in our baptisms. You and I do belong to this family because the Apostle Paul reminds us that in Christ you are all children of God. The passage is a reference to baptism. You are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. Baptism is God's promise to each one of us personally I belong in this family. I am united with the triune God. So that's why I coined the term quadrinity. I am right there with me. This is what God wants each one of us to claim as we look back to our baptisms. I don't belong in this family, but God says, I am going to make you part of this family. You are part of my family. How? By adoption. I've adopted you as my son and my daughter. You are right there where Father, Son, and Holy Spirit interact, interconnect, interconnect in this diagram. And we do have to admit that the adoption papers aren't complete. It's interesting that the Apostle Paul, in Romans chapter 8, where he he talks about the whole world is, is just groaning in, you know, Uh, frustration the the world is groaning waiting to be freed from the consequences of sin God cursed the world uh, the the earth in Genesis chapter 3 after the fall into sin he says the whole world is groaning and then he says we we who who have the first fruits of the Spirit, the Spirit is living in us. We are groaning because we are eagerly awaiting for our adoption, the redemption of our bodies. You and I are part of the family, but but you and I won't see that we are right there at the center of this incredible trinity until the resurrection of the body. On the last day when Jesus comes back and our bodies rise victorious from the grave, we are going to see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit's perfect love for us, that we are part of the family. You see, on this this Trinity Sunday, as we celebrate that we are part of the quadrinity, that we are right there with the triune God, that they are focused on us, we treasure this adoption more than ever when we have to admit, I don't belong here But the Lord says, I do. He's put his name on me. He's claimed me as his own. He has adopted me into his family, even though I see how powerful sin is in my life right now. I am part of the family. I treasure this. This is what you and I can celebrate this Trinity Sunday. I I, I start here because I think sometimes, and I'll, I'll be honest, for most of my ministry, Trinity Sunday was all about helping people understand the, the, the intricacies of the Trinity. You know, that the Father begets the Son, the, the Son is begotten, and the Holy Spirit proceeds. You know, it, it is true. We confess that in the, in the Athanasian Creed, that the Father begets the Son. Begets is a fancy word for he, he fathers the Son. In some way similar to the way a human father fathers a child, so God the Father fathered the Son. And and the Son does not beget anyone, he is begotten of the Father, he is fathered by the Father, but then there's this crazy thought, wait a second, on earth every father is older than their children, and yet the Father and the Son are equally eternal. And so that's why we talk about the eternal begetting of the Son. The the Son is eternally begotten of the Father. This relationship is ongoing and never-ending. Oh, and then the Holy Spirit proceeds or comes forth from the Father. And, And he's called the Spirit of the Son, so he comes forth from the Son, but what's the difference between being begotten and proceeding? And the answer is, who knows? Nobody. You see, Pastor Nate kind of referenced that right at the beginning as, uh, as he introduced the Romans 5 passage. I love that passage because it's a classic example of thinking about the Trinity like a family. In this family, I'm the youngest. In this illustration, I'm the little girl who is watching my dad and my mom and my big brother. I can learn things about my dad and my mom and my big brother. They have never turned to me and said, I am going to tell you Everything you could possibly know about me in the next five minutes, that's not what parents and big brothers do. Instead, I just watch. And I listen. And I learn. I am the youngest in the family, in my family. I can learn about how my mom and dad met, I will never know how they really felt, right? Because I can't be there and experience what they experienced. I can hear my mom's story. I just got to share this with you. This is So on the day that they were engaged, this was back in the, in the 40s when, when women had the, uh, the shoulder things and one of the shoulder things kind of slipped down. My mom says that my, my dad asked her for her hand because she was wondering what that third hump was. I never had the courage to ask my dad. You know, we can learn things, but we can't be there. Even... even My older brothers and my older sisters, they know stuff about the family that I can't possibly know because I didn't live it. They can tell me about things, but there's so much more that I just can't fully understand. This is the way it is with the Trinity. We listen. We watch. We learn. But let's just... Be humble and and not be upset that we can't understand everything. You can't understand everything about your human parents. Just be happy that about what you do know about the Trinity. Recognize that that the older you get, the the more questions you, you will ask of the Trinity, the more questions you will have of the Trinity. When I was little, the Trinity was easier. I never thought about how God the Father forsook God the Son on the cross. As I got older, that just boggled my mind. How can God the Father forsake God the Son? How how can Jesus be forsaken of God, right? It just, I don't understand. That's okay. I'm just a little kid in in the family. I won't understand everything. I just believe my mom and dad. I believe my older brother Jesus. So, what do I know? There's some fancy Latin words that summarize what we know about the Trinity. We know that opera ad intra divisa sunt. Latin. Don't you just love Latin? The the interior works of the Trinity are divisible. In other words, the, the Father begets the son. The Son is begotten of the Father. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Yes, we can say they are distinct. That's why in the in the Athanasian creed we confess there are not three fathers or three sons or three Holy Spirits, but each one of them is distinct because these these interior relationships, they've explained, they, they are distinct from each other, and so three circles, each one God, and yet they are distinct from each other, and, the, and yet they're, they're one God, they're interlocked. And then the opera ad extra, sunt. You gotta love Latin. So the The outer works of God are indivisible. We talk about God the Father as the creator, but God the Son and the Holy Spirit were there. We talk about God the the Son as the redeemer, but but the Father and the Holy Spirit were intimately involved in working out our salvation. We talk about the Holy Spirit as the sanctifier, the one who lives in us, and yet the Father and the Son also live in us. The key thought, as little children, as we we learn about the Trinity is to recognize that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all focused on you and me. We are at the center of their focus. I don't have to understand anything truly about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit except this. He is focused on me and he is focused on you. Now, we hear that as Aaron and the priests pronounce the Lord's name on the Israelites. And as we hear the Lord's name pronounced on us Sunday after Sunday, the Lord, oops, the Lord bless you and keep you. It's okay for us to, to think primarily of, oh yeah, God the Father is the almighty creator who knows my needs, who can give me what I need. He will be able to bless me and, and keep me. He's the powerful one who, who can protect me from evil. It's okay to, to recognize that, that I hear the Son primarily in, in the, the second phrase of the benediction. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord make his face shine on you as he, he smiles at you. He smiles at you. You know, my big brothers didn't always smile at me. My big brothers sometimes resented that they were the farm hands and I got to sit in the house. I hope they're watching, so I, I give them a little credit. But our big brother... He smiles at us. He's the one who who took on all the bullies that were threatening us. He took on the sin that condemned us. He took on the death that defines us. He took on the devil that overpowers us, and he won, and he does not resent the sacrifice that he made for us. The Lord looks on you, and he just smiles, and he's gracious to you. He forgives you. And then the Spirit looks on you with favor and gives you peace. I can't think of this passage without thinking about uh, a book that's kind of hard to read, The Shack. For those of you who have read it, it came out of probably a decade ago. Uh, You know, and it depicts the Trinity in some ways that just kind of bog your mind. But there's one thing that I just loved about it is uh, the the character that was the the father would talk about uh, somebody and say, I'm especially fond of him. I'm especially fond of him. And, you know, the first time I read it, I went, ooh, okay. So there's one person that God is especially fond of. And Abby is smiling back here because I freaked her out. Right before the service, I put my hand on her shoulder and said, Abby, I'm especially fond of you. But you see, in the shack, as you read on, you realize that's what the Father says about everybody. Every person that the Father references, the Father says, I'm especially fond of him. I'm especially fond of her. You see, I'm especially fond of Abby and I'm especially fond of each one of you. That's what the Father is saying to us. That is what the Holy Spirit is saying when he says, I look on you with favor. I look on you as an individual, but don't be afraid that maybe that one person isn't me. He says the same thing to the 8 billion people who live on the world right now. He is especially fond of each one of them. God wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, if he's especially fond of all eight billion, then brothers and sisters, he's especially fond of me. And every one of us can say that. Just enjoy as you read God's word your interaction with your family. You are part of the family. We're not like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that we're not omnipotent, we are not eternal in the same way, but we are part of the family. There is a quadrinity, we are right there. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have this one goal, to let each one of us know that they are especially fond of each one of us. You see, that's what Trinity Sunday is all about. Not having all the answers, just celebrating. We're part of the family. Amen. I'd ask you to stand, and let's join in prayer. Father, I adore you. Son, I adore you. Holy Spirit, I I adore you. I lay my life before you. But when I recognize that you don't that you love not just me but but every person next to me as we sang that song i just want i want to sing another part of the refrain siblings i adore you i lay my life before you lord help me to see my brothers and sisters here in this family those who are present those who are worshiping online help me to see my siblings as people who are infinitely precious to you and so infinitely precious to me, just as you have given your full attention to us to save us, to bless us, Lord, use us to reflect your fatherly Son, Holy Spirit's love to the people around us that they see that they, they too are meant to be part of this family. Lord, we adore you in faith and love, help us to adore, to serve the people around us so that all people will know that we are your disciples and that you use us to draw more people into this family. Jesus name we ask it and in his name we pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And the Lord, the all-powerful creator God, bless you and keep you. The Lord, the Son who willingly died for you, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Holy Spirit, who smiles when he sees you in his presence, may he look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series, and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmoskego.org.